You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. I guess we have a special treat today. Not like that it's been too infrequent, but what, what do we come up with? Thrilling Thursday? Is that what it is? And Because it, we're here earlier than we expected for a Fire Friday. I, I don't know. Like We just call this Doug took the day off. <laughs> I think that's what we do call it. Doug took the day off. He's working from home today. So now we have to get another guy to come in and help us host. It's going to be Nada Edwards joining us once again. Uh, I guess you'll be in here for two days this week. It's two a, days this week, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a treat for the listeners as we will get Fire Fridays. I guess Thrilling Thursday, just trying to think of something yeah, that th- sounds right. Yeah, but we can't use Thrilling because Michael Jackson, the whole Michael Jackson, Finding Neverland Wait, thing. Did he take a word from us? He can't take a word from us he was that big to where he could take a word from us come on now i think we're okay maybe if you want to you can play with that all you want to i cannot all right well i'll 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 refrain from using it you guys can come up with something else for thursday but i guess i'm not allowed to use that word the word that we shall not name anymore thank you michael jackson this is lockdown hornets presented by the lockdown podcast network it's your team every day we're part of the number one daily sports podcast network you can check us out on twitter i'm on twitter at walker mail doug at doug branson loh and nada at nada the scribe doug's been running away with this whole peanut butter scenario he's been putting out a lot of stuff about how he did not know it was natural peanut butter and a lot of people came at him you david walker a couple people were just like look man that's just natural peanut butter doug sticking to his gun saying that it was really gross of course and again why are we trusting the guy that will eat (laughs) sour patch kids with his popcorn like we're trusting that guy with food takes. You have a point. And I was with him by the way. I just don't the oily peanut butter now I've never seen all natural peanut butter before, but it sounded gross as he was describing it. Matter of fact, we need to like pull back the curtain a little bit because we had you were sitting here when we had this discussion yesterday before the show. And I'm just telling him, you got to treat it like a yogurt cup. You know how the yogurt they got it at the bottom, you just got to spoon it up and just mix it a little bit better. And then Doug didn't want to put in the work, and that's his fault. I buy into the theory that there should not be a whole lot of work put into making a sandwich made of peanut butter or just using peanut butter at all. I I, I want to open it up. I, I subscribe to that theory that Doug does. I, I, like- I want to open up the lid, and I want to use peanut butter as it is. I'm, I don't want to stir it up. I just want it to be ready to go as soon as I open up the lid. You lazy, <laughs> lazy, un cultured savage it's been a long time since the hornets have played nada i mean it's been a long week i feel like this they're doing us a favor they probably are this has been the longest rest i feel like they've had for the season barring the all-star break Mm -hmm. monday they played charlotte last played on monday where everyone in the world was injured resulting in a loss to the houston rockets on the road they play the wizards on the road tomorrow night and they played the wizards just four games ago that game saw marvin williams explode for 30 points that was a season high and we may have unapologetically gotten away with a foul on Bobby Portis at the end of that game, but we can capitalize unapologetically. I give no bleeps that we got that victory. No, nor should you, considering Philly. I mean, how many times did Philly, the Philly games come out, come down to the last two-minute report and saying, hey, the Hornets probably should have won at least the game in Philly and the 60-point game against the, again, the Kemba game, 60-point game 
yeah. in Charlotte. So uh, that's two wins that, that that last two minute report has cost us. So we're even or they still owe us one. <laughs> they still owe us one. The good news is that Marvin Williams was back at practice yesterday after missing Houston because of an illness. Nick was not back at practice yesterday, but James Borrego did seem confident and he'd be good to go when it matters. The bad news, Nada, is that Cody Zeller is a different story and he's still listed as day to day with a knee issue. See, that's the problem, though. That's like where I'm at, where just like we know we can't rely on Cody Zeller. It's getting to the point where there's 29, there's 29 million on his contract in the next two years. How much of that is worth it if you stretch him? Because that may, we may need to have a conversation about that at some point. I just think he's so important to this team. You see the wins and losses, how they're affected when Cody doesn't play. You're right. He doesn't help you once he is injured. But I think it's something where I'm, I'm cool with that contract, just rolling with it. When we talk about bad contracts on this Hornets basketball team, and we've seen some jokes that have made fun at the Hornets' expense yes. because of Le'Veon Bell getting this new contract. Why have there been multiple Hornets tweets? Is it that bad? There have been multiple Hornets tweets watching Le'Veon Bell get his deal. Of course, he sat out all last year, mm-hmm. and when he sits out, people are saying, oh, he sits out one year just to get MKG money, just to get Cody Zeller money. Man, there was more than one tweet that I saw making fun of Hornets' contracts. That's because the Hornets are absolutely mediocre. Like, <laughs> They're, they're mediocre. So if Le'Veon Bell has to hold out for a year to get absolutely mediocre Hornet money, you've probably <laughs> done something wrong. I just don't feel like Cody Zeller is as big as bad of a contract as some of the other ones. Like, oh, it's not. If it, you were to do a food chain, if you were to do a hierarchy, I think Cody Zeller is probably the best of the big money that you've given out to players. Yeah, but that's such a low bar. It is a low bar. Didn't say it was high. I just said it was the best. I didn't say what kind of stipulations there were. I just said it was the best. But to your point, yeah, Cody needs just another injury for Cody. It's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But you can tell how much he matters to this team. Because, Nada, you go to the big man depth. There is no depth that you have for this Hornets team. No, there's a black hole. There's an absolute black hole. It's like Thanos snapped. And nothing was left. There was a couple of games, I think, that Bismack gave you that he maybe enhanced his value somewhat, but not really. Like there, That was a long been, time ago. There, that was a long time ago. Bismack has not helped you even in, in, for a while. It was a long time ago. And not a Billy Hernan Gomez continues to be unplayable. Defensively, he's just an extreme liability. It, la, it's, it's, la it's so bad. Nada, it is awful to watch Billy Hernan Gomez be put into the game and continue to just let guys go right by him. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of resistance from Billy Hernan Gomez. And you look at just, I remember asking Rick on Tuesday when he came on the show, just about the guys that he thinks that are currently on the roster that would still be here three years from now, two years from now. And he gave Billy a shot. And I guess there is a shot that there's something to be tapped into because there is an offensive ability there. But he's on the books for two more years. And not he's going to be 26, 27 mm-hmm. years old. He's going to be 26, I should say, excuse me, but close to 27 years old two years from now. He's going to be close to 27. It, this is somebody that you kind of view as a young basketball player, as a young asset. Man, he, he's not, not so much. he's not crazy young, Nada. And this is somebody that just hasn't shown enough to me to where that's somebody that I'm in on, right? Like Billy's been in the league a few years, and offensively, there are some things that you like. Defensively, it's just so absurd. I, I, I want to use an example that I'm kind of scared to, but Brooke Lopez might be the best comp because remember, Brooke Lopez couldn't defend me or you when he started out early, and he got better, and he. 
he began giving you more value. And I think that's the big thing. If you just give him a little bit of time, let him work through his issues, make sure that he's good enough not to kill you on defense like Brooke Lopez has done for his like the latter half of his career, and you might be okay. I'm not sure. I'm not certain about it, but there's a Brooke Lopez value to this kid. And if he starts hitting the three at a regular clip, then he becomes one of those guys you can build around going forward. And I should just clarify, he's got two more years, including this one. So next year is the last year on his contract, just in, just to be clear. So it, it will really be that he's going to be close to 26 years old when you have to have a, have to have a decision on whether you want to bring him back. Mm-hmm. I just It's just somebody that I don't view as confidently as being here in three years, more as Miles Bridges surely is going to be here, and then maybe Devontae Graham, and that's probably about the last you feel extremely confident in? I actually kind of feel confident that Malik Monk's still going to be here. I really do. I know I listened to that conversation with you and Rick, and I've heard the last couple of days with you and Doug. I'm more confident that he's going to be here just because you got to give that kid time. And certain folks need a lot of time to grow up. And I know I'm I was one of those people. I'm still not fully grown up at 36. <laughs> I would probably be of the mind that Malik Monk's going to be here because the what if if you screw this one up and he goes and blows up elsewhere? I think that's going to be one of those situations where you're not going to be able to lift it down, especially if Kemba leaves. I've been one to share that same sentiment as much as anybody. The problem is, is that I do realize there has to be a point, and I do realize that point is pretty soon, though. And and if he continues to do that, look, I, I'm this season. You're not going to, I mean, maybe you trade him for another all-star or something like that. I just don't think you do. I think he's on the team next year. I think but. he's on the team next year, and I think they qualify him the following season. Anything after that, I can somewhat see, I can see moving. But I would also point out a guy like D'Angelo Russell, where it took D'Angelo Russell, what, three years? Three and a half? No, you have you have your guys. I mean, you have your guys that have been able to break out of what has not been a successful early part of their career within the first two or three seasons, and then they do find maybe new environment, just pick it up even in the same environment. I mean, you've, you've seen some of those examples out there, so we'll see what exactly happens. And culture matters, and that's where I think cleaning out this locker room is going to be one of the big things that Mitch Kupchak ends up doing. Well, and and I think we saw, I think it was Hornets GIFs, if I'm not mistaken, tweeted this out, but we saw Malik Monk retweet a Jamal Crawford tweet that situation is everything in the NBA. And you just wonder whether that's right or wrong. It's just interesting that Malik Monk put that out there like he retweeted it, acknowledging that situation is everything. Yes, I, I do find that very interesting. But the <laughs> one thing about that is... Like, we keep talking about this team. It's like Groundhog Day with this team. They don't look, they look to quit late. They stop believing late. At what point do we start pointing fingers at guys like Cody Zeller, guys like even Kemba Walker, guys like Marvin? Like, there's some bad juju in that locker room. And maybe even a guy like Nick Batum. You're just saying giving up, not character issues or anything. You're just saying. I'm saying giving up. I'm saying character issues we've seen this team now quit late when there's been opportunities to get back in games now granted Kemba's on the low end of that spectrum but I feel like Cody would be too and, and we've talked Cody doesn't give up at the end of games yeah, man. Cody, yeah Kemba Cody but here's the thing 
there's that vibe in that in that locker room. There's that kind of vibe. Man, I don't look. They need to pick it up at the end of games. Like there's no there's no doubt that in the fourth quarter they just kind of falter. I just I don't know if I'd go that far, but we'll see. There's there, there's pa- there's passivity though. There's, <laughs> there, passivity. there's certainly there is certainly that. Are you in your car a lot? Driving to work, driving the kids around. If you're if you have a smart device in your car, and more and more of you do now, tell your smart device to play Locked On Hornets. Don't fumble around with your phone and Bluetooth. Just say play Locked On Hornets and make drive time LOH time. Let's look at a couple of the un- other young players. We had some comments from James Borrego on utilizing. The Greensboro Swarm yesterday. It's Locked On Hornets right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. I'm a fantastic Googler. I'm bad at logging in. If they were to do sort of a scouting report of, of me and my ability to use the Todd, internet. Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah, I- Excellent Googler. Not a very good guy that's logging in. Very yeah. good at interrupting the host anytime he's trying to go on a rant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I just see a a tweet from the Charlotte Knights, and it's their anniversary. uh, Or maybe it's just a throwback Thursday is what they're putting out. But it's of the media softball game that was first played there, just when the stadium actually opened up. And not a, a couple of days ago... I got invited and I'm going to play in this media softball game at BB&T Ballpark. And I'm a little scared because I played like intramural softball. Okay. I, I played a lot of that and I actually was shortstop. But now I feel like I might go out there and be afraid of the ball a little bit. I'm not like I used wait, to wait, be. Wait, 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 wait. Two questions here. Sure. How in the hell are you afraid of the ball? Well, softballs are tough, man. They're hard. And? I, I, and and without my reaction time being in peak condition like it was back when I was in college and I had played a couple of times, I'm I'm pretty I, I just pretty much stay still nowadays. Like there's not a whole lot of action for me anymore, and well, I need to get back into sports. But this is going to be one where I don't think softball is the sport that you just pick up immediately. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. How dare you, Walker? And it leads to my second qu- question: How did you not get me a invite? You could have said, you know what? I'm not going to play if my boy Nada doesn't play. He's media too. <laughs> I, only if Nada plays, that's the only way that I accept this invitation. I apologize. I didn't know. And plus, I think it was one of the only, because Bobby, co-host of the Wake Up Call with me, and, and along with Molly Cotton as well, Bobby was giving me hell, and Bobby was giving me hell for not signing up for it. And so I had to send in like a pity email. I was like, all right, I'll play. Because I'm just I'm just worried like if I'm in the infield and somebody hits a liner right to my face, am I going to be able to block it enough? I feel okay in that. Like I'm I'm decent with the glove, but I just don't know if all of these Walker, years, is that something that you have to continue to do in order to be able to pick it up immediately? Walker, there are people that look like Norm from Cheers that play softball. Well, they can. I, yeah. I think you will be fine. <laughs> have you seen some of the softball leagues that – like ESPN Ocho will yes. play sometimes. Yes, I have. You are totally right about that. They but, are the beer guzzling average Joes out there that are 45 that just go over there to hit bombs. Yes. Now, defensively, they're not very good. That's the thing. I'm not worried about offense. I mean, it's it's a it's a 
like a five mile per hour underhand pitch to me. I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about a liner. But the stats are hilarious. Like they'll say, here comes Joe Schmo batting a very nice 850 on the season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the stats are absolutely ridiculous. Thanks for joining us here once again on Lockdown Hornets. We'll talk about some of the other comments on the younger players that James Borrego talked about yesterday. He talked about the Greensboro Swarm and he said, allowing guys to go play in a situation that mirrors what we're doing has been productive for us. When I see the comfort level at that level, I felt much more comfortable putting them in a real game. He said, I'm watching their minutes, their shots. I'm giving them feedback. Even when they're in Greensboro, our players need to know that I'm invested in their development. I'm not forgetting about them. Now, we've talked about player development under James Borrego because he's talked about player development under his new regime. And I don't know if you've seen it a whole lot this year. You know, it's tough to see it from a rookie at the beginning of the season at the end, mm-hmm. like a Miles Bridges. But we continue to talk about Malik Monk constantly. I don't know if you've seen it a ton from Malik Monk. You've seen it in maybe some different spurs. It it goes to show you why next season is so important because a huge factor in why they brought him in was player development. And I like the way that he's using Greensboro Swarm. If they're not going to play, like Dwayne Bacon hasn't been getting real minutes throughout the course of the regular season, send him down to Greensboro. I think that's cool. You, You hope that it's able to come to fruition as soon as next season. Let's be real here. The Charlotte Hornets have outsourced their player development. Their player development, a lot of it has been done by guys like Joe Wolf in Greensboro. That's why you've seen the improved play of a guy like Dwayne Bacon. He's gone from being a guy that shoots like he's on a 10-day to being a functional part of this offense. And while that's cool, we can't put that on Borrego. We can put that on Joe Wolf. We can put that on the overall plan when it comes to what the Charlotte Hornets want to do with youth development. Now, that being said, we've seen improvement in Devontae Graham. We see it of overflowing confidence. You brought up the Derek White situation at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Where that was a development through the G League. We're seeing the same thing with Devontae Graham. We're seeing the same thing with Dwayne Bacon. Now the question becomes if Malik, and this is the question I do have, did Malik have an option to go to Greensboro and take it seriously? Because the last time he went down there, the big rumor was he didn't take it seriously, and he just shot his shot. And he, well, and he did. I mean, I, what, how many field goal attempts did he have? It was something stupid. It was that, like 45 field goal it attempts. Was, it was unbelievable, the amount of field goal attempts that he had. And I forgot about that, but you're right. He did. He just chucked it as soon as he crossed the half-court line. And Malik Monk, it, it didn't exactly. T- if you give me those type of field goal attempts, then I can't imagine you're playing within the confines of the offense. No, you're not. And that that's what I wonder is that if – he had an option or if they had an option to send him down there to go get real game minutes because him sitting and learning wasn't doing anything for him. And I'll argue that point to the death. That's what I wonder. Was there an option for Frank to go get some shots up when he was in exile? Basically, where was like there's guys that you could have put down there as well just to get the shots up, just to get their confidence up, just to get their their numbers up, because Dwayne Bacon and Devontae Graham shouldn't have been the only ones there. I'm interested in Devontae Graham's role next season. Dwayne Bacon's as well, a lot of guys. But Devontae Graham has been somebody that I, I, you've seen the maturity from him. And Rick Bennell talks about it all the time. You know, the second round picks have been non-existent for the Hornets. Any Speaking kind of, good of one. old, he is what, 23, 24? Yeah, he's, he's an older guy. and But it's somebody that I think you feel good about. It's his rookie season. And so 
being maybe a backup point guard? Can he be in the rotation? Can he be you know a oh, sixth no, I man, think seventh I think, man? I think he's the backup point guard because I don't think they're gonna retain Tony Parker at you all. Man, that, I think you'd retain Tony Parker. I don't think you do. I honestly do not think you do. I think no matter what happens, Dwayne Bacon is going. I'm sorry, Devontae Graham is going to be the guy that either starts for this team and they find uh, find a way to keep Shelvin Mack. Or if Kemba does come back, that's your backup point well, guard, and you let Tony Parker go on his way. And Doug, ta- Doug, and I talked about this as well. I think, I think there's a very real chance that Tony Parker's not on this team. I don't think it's because the Charlotte Hornets don't want him. I think what would happen is if Kemba Walker leaves, then Tony Parker, you would imagine this guy that has been a winner his entire NBA career, would want to go to a contender or would want to go to a team that could make somewhat of a run in the playoffs. Now. He's got a team option, so he wouldn't be able to dictate that. Which is, I, yeah, I would imagine he and the Charlotte Hornets would both negotiate and maybe work out some kind of deal where the Hornets would buy him out or just let him go. Or I, I don't know what they would do. I, I view it as what maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers did with Dwayne Wade, just trading him for a top fifty-five protected pick that's probably never going to convey anyway, and just basically send him down to Miami for free. I wonder if the Hornets would be in a position where they would do something like that, or. If Tony Parker, if, if Kimball Walker does come back, then is Tony Parker just really experimenting with retiring? Does he think that he just played with one of those, one of his last seasons in the NBA? Did he play his exact last season, I should say, in the NBA? I think those are the two ways that he's off of this roster. But if he's willing to play for the Hornets, then I, I would bet the Hornets absolutely would pick up that option. I don't think, see, that's the thing. I think we've seen the best of Tony Parker. I think we've seen the best of what's left of him. What you expect next year is probably going to be a grossly diminished product. And at the same time, you have a guy in Devontae Graham, most likely, and another point guard that's going to be coming in via the draft. I don't know if it's going to be with the future lottery pick or if it's going to be in the second round again. You're going to have another point guard in here regardless. Yeah, Kobe White. Could be it, man. Yeah. Uh, Kobe White is soaring up the draft boards, and I wouldn't hate it. We talked about that yesterday. I, I I like me some Kobe White. Needs to stay under control, but I think that's coachable. I think Kobe White's the guy. I think it's him and Alexander Walker from Vitek that every Hornets fan should look at And I, at and this point. I, yeah, I'm with you. And I mentioned DeAndre Hunter yesterday. I just think he's going to be gone. I think he's going to soar through too much through the draft process that somebody I, – I, I think the world of DeAndre Hunter, man. I love him. DeAndre Hunter. He's an older guy, which I worry about. There are, well, he's a sophomore in college right now. Yes, he is, but he's what close? He's going to be closer to twenty-one when he's drafted. Like, there, I think that's fine, that's man. that's the concern. But in that concern, he's going to be one of the better guys when it comes to drafting. And we have gotten into a whole youth topic that I did not expect to. But at the same time, it's pretty cool to call, talk draft in March. Yeah, no, that's. That's what we're. That's where we are. If you're the Hornets, two yeah. games back. By the way, we'll, we'll talk about some of what the other NBA teams have done that the Hornets are battling with. The Heat now have a couple of games, and we'll get a little bit into that on the next segment. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. It's a famous Hornets birthday today. Find out next year on Lockdown Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. One of the shots is Godzilla just, of course, rising out of the sea, ready to fight all the other Godzilla monsters that are attacking Earth. And I was like, ah, oh, it's Frank Kaminsky. That's exactly what Frank did. He Ferocious. Where has he been? He just comes out of the ocean. You made that. That was, that was quite the sound. 
It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So I mentioned what the other NBA teams have done. Orlando loses to Washington as they continue the pretty much unexpected schedule that they've had post-All-Star break where they beat the teams that they're not supposed to and they lose to the teams that they are supposed to be. That's a Steve Clifford team, baby. <laughs> That's what Orlando is doing right now. And Orlando now, they fall two games back of the Miami Heat that have jumped up a couple games, and now they are in the eighth seed. Maybe even with a chance to catch Detroit if they play like they did yesterday. Awful game against the Miami Heat where they only score 74 points in total. How about an eight-point third quarter? for you not how about that that is a st- uh, oh boy well that no that's awful right <sighs> like that that's <sighs> detroit putting up eight points in the third quarter after putting up 31 in the second and that miami heat defense it clamped down on that detroit offense only scoring 74 points so it looked like and still you, you still have to favor the detroit pistons staying in certainly the playoffs but even the seven seed and maybe the six seed we should wait wait we sure about that i would think so the Miami Heat now a couple games back from them. I would still have Detroit as my favorite. I don't think Miami's going to catch them, but at least there is a possibility. I don't think the Hornets or the Magic are going to catch Detroit or or Brooklyn and, and even Miami, who is two games up on the Magic and the Hornets right now. I don't think it's over. I think it's mostly over. Would it really be outside of Hornets basketball to give us one last playoff tease Win against win Friday and then beat Miami on Saturday. I, I could see both of those happen. I can easily see that happen. I, I could see them losing both of those games as well. Oh no, that, that's more likely. <laughs> yes. Like let's let's but put you're it right. This, yes, we can't shut the door on them winning. I guess the next two games. Let's let's put it this way. Like there is a lot of like I feel like this weekend basically can shut the door and we can start talking legitimately about possibly going somewhere in some other direction with as far as the rotation goes like we can be talking Monday about okay it's time to play the kids we could we absolutely could Miami and Washington both probably must wins like we're we're in that territory as I I keep saying this we've been in that territory we we certainly have been also happy birthday to grandmama Larry Johnson he turns 50 years old today that video of Larry Johnson put out by ball is life on Twitter it was an awesome video and a lot of fun seeing what Larry Johnson did by the way it's also Steph Curry's birthday today he turns 31 and a part of that video of course we got to experience this a little bit this all-star weekend because Steph Curry wore the jacket that mm-hmm. is in this video of Larry Johnson at the dunk contest with Steph Curry sitting on Del Curry's lap. So pretty cool that you have a video of very young Steph Curry and LJ partaking in the dunk contest. That is a very awesome, awesome video. But at the same time, I, I'm making an impassioned plea to the NBA right now. You Now, <laughs> now Adam Silver, like again, I know that you guys are all, like I'm on your Christmas card list for the for the Cherokee Parks thing. <laughs> I need y'all to do me a favor. And I don't care if this gets me taken off the Christmas card list at Uh-oh. this point. We need Zion in Charlotte. We need Zion badly. Are you asking for him to tamper with the lottery process? Yes, I am. I am asking him to commit a federal crime for the city of Charlotte. <laughs> Throw us a bone. And the reason he would do that is because he's so happy with your Cherokee Parks piece. Is that all it takes is a Cherokee Parks article? That And did you see Larry Johnson when he had spring in his step in the Charlotte Hornets uniform? Let's bring back just the hype. Let's make Spectrum Center like must-see TV again. Let's Again, it keeps Kemba here, for God's sakes. Let's get Zion in Charlotte. Let's bring the LJ 
experience back and bring it to 2019, please. I, I wouldn't hate it, but that is a pretty decent and passion plea. I didn't expect that to go that route, but I would not hate certainly Zion Williamson heading here to the Charlotte Hornets. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Hornets here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Hornets. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Lockdown Hornets. We'll be back for Not As Friday tomorrow. Fire Friday. Ha, <laughs> ha,